0: If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about.
1: Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's Will? You get rich quick! Stand on the line, then the game
0: again, everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win, gonna get rich quick.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. This is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Danine, come together once a week over a single topic, and from said topic, we come up with a boatload of ideas designed uh, 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 for one reason and one reason only, and that's to get you guys... Really rich, yeah. Well, actually, two, yeah, and and as quickly as possible. <laughs> I guess that's two reasons, uh huh, or two outcomes, not necessarily two reasons, two outcomes. With the idea of we have. What I'm trying to say is, guys, okay, you're listening to this show because you know I don't know why you're listening to this show really. Uh, maybe it's because you know Noel is distracted looking on his phone. Yeah. That's usually the reason why I'm I come for things here. things we
1: got to talk about. Like what? You'll see when we get to the middle. Oh,
2: are there are there are there announcements we have to make?
1: Uh it's it, kind of, yeah.
2: Okay. Anyway, uh, uh uh I don't know where I was, and it doesn't matter cuz It does not matter. Cuz you know what you're here for. That's right. The title says it all. Yeah. Get rich quick with Josh and Noah. Yeah,
1: why do we even explain it?
2: Uh, cuz we got to kill <laughs> an have, extra 5 6 minutes at the, the beginning. The most
1: <laughs> self-explanatory title there is. In radio.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Nothing well, else. Well, I don't know. The the drive time show with Steve okay. is pretty straightforward. That's up there. That's up there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, we don't ask for any money up front. No. We're not a one-size-fits-all money-making operation for us. Mm-hmm. No. We are a bespoke money-making institution yeah. for y'all. Yeah and you come you take the ideas you action them you get incredibly rich yeah oh yeah and then and only then once you guys are exceedingly wealthy from the ideas we've given you or idea uh then and only then do you think back to all the people that helped you out along the way and how you're going to give back to the community mm-hmm. some people will uh donate to the boys and girls club mm-hmm. some people will uh Open up a rec room yep. with their name on it in their old neighborhood. Some people will uh, give to plant trees or fix up a park. In this
1: case, uh, you're going to give back to us. And in what way are they going to give back to us, Noel? After you are rich beyond your wildest dreams, sitting on piles of cash, using cash to like prop open doors, you say, hey. I owe some people along the way a little something-something. I owe Josh and Noel, the people who inspired my my riches, who gave me the ideas for which I got so rich, I owe them 10% of everything I made while I got rich. Tithe them.
2: Tithe them. 10%. Them. Come on. Kip them. Tithe them. Yeah. Whatever makes it easier for you to swallow yeah, and over all that cash. I think maybe that's the thing. What? I think we haven't gotten any checks yet. Okay. Because you always say, yeah. once you get rich beyond your wildest dreams, yes. and I think now that we're so accustomed to the fact that there are billionaires oh yeah. in our midst, that the wildest dreams of people getting rich go so beyond okay the ordinary you know that like a billion isn't be, isn't isn't beyond someone's wildest dreams like okay. trillionaire quadrillionaire is maybe beyond someone's wildest dreams how about
1: once you get beverly hill billy rich
2: yeah that makes sense okay yeah that's okay.
1: from now on once you get Beverly Hillbilly rich, do you think any of our
2: listeners know who the Beverly Hillbillies are? All of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see about that. Yeah.
1: Wow. New sound effect. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Waka waka. Got the board going. Um. Anyway, Noel, mm-hmm. it's been a long time since I've seen you.
1: It. It. Yeah. <laughs> it has.
2: Like a whole week, even a whole week, seven whole days. Yeah. And sometimes. When I see my therapist, uh-huh. I say to him, thank God I haven't seen Noel.
1: <laughs> no, you don't. You cry, and you're like, when's he coming?
2: I think I got to do the show one more week. And he said, you know that's the crux of your problem, don't you? And I say, what? He says, well, if you just stop doing the show, no, you would be healed. Suicidal. You would be so much it's better. The
1: only thing keeping you from the edge.
2: That's you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> don't project as my therapist would say, anyway, Noel
1: uh-huh. uh how was your week? Yeah, it was okay oh you know uh uh <laughs> we were talking about who's got a story this week and I'm like I got nothing I, just, I,
2: I I was gonna I'm gonna tell the story okay cause I, you just know, clearly had just, a story I'm just, I, I know it, it's but I'm just asking how your week was It was all right okay, good
1: very you know we're nearing in on the end stretch of, i know of pregnant time. I, s-
2: I saw your lady the so, other day yeah yeah you did
1: and she's big she's getting there yeah
2: she's not getting there she's big well, she's, she's gonna be getting bigger she's got three more months i to know grow. she's gonna get bigger but she's at that point now oh yeah where she's ready for this thing to be out of her
1: oh she's she <laughs>
2: she is ready that this is like this is a uh a uh, 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 a thing that usually happens somewhere in the in the early part of the third trimester. Yeah, and it's worse. I told her, you know, she should be thankful that she's not pregnant during the summertime. Oh yeah, because that's a nightmare. Well,
1: and and just logistically that'd be horrible because she is getting like hot, mm-hmm. and she'll just be like all of a sudden like so hot, and. <laughs> I can't imagine if it was summer.
2: Yeah, it's terrible. I think being pregnant in the summertime is maybe the worst thing ever. I
1: think there's a big cover-up of how horrific uh, pregnancy is.
2: I think what every pregnant woman learns Uh is how much they don't know about pregnancy. I'm sure. they think they know about pregnancy, but they're not told about pregnancy. Yes, And childbirth in particular. You know, every woman is I think for is surprised at the you know, shitting themselves part when they give birth. Mm-hmm. That's a big one that no one ever tells them about.
1: Not everyone does.
2: A lot of people do. A lot of people do. And you know, but generally you can't eat generally fair warning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you it may not happen to you, but just be prepared. You might shit yourself. Yeah. Uh uh when you give birth. You know, just so someone knows. Yeah. Not be like pleasantly surprised when it's all said and done
1: my sister's second daughter mm-hmm. uh my sister had always had problems in the poop department as in it's not happening Oof. uh but her second daughter uh knocked it out of her never been a problem since to, to anything her. close to the degree it w- had been. yeah yeah
2: i knew a, a young woman who uh uh was pregnant mm-hmm. and uh, had developed, uh, 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 like, I guess there's this thing where where pregnant mothers can get uh, diabetes. Yes, it's, a,
1: it's very much a thing. And it, right. it doesn't have all that much to do with what you're eating. It's just gestational diabetes, and then it goes right. away after you have the baby. Well, but
2: this is the thing. She had an abortion, Ooh. and she then ended up with permanent diabetes really? because of it. Yes. Huh. Yeah, when she was 16 years old, she had an abortion, uh-huh. and she suddenly had type 1 diabetes. Wow. Yeah. It went from gestational to permanent. Wow. Something to keep in mind, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a choice you're going to have to make. I
1: think next week, I think, nan has got to get her sugar test. Take- She's so sweet. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we got uh, new 3D pics. Of the baby.
2: The ones you, you sent me? Yeah. I saw them. Yeah. They made your baby look like a grown woman. <laughs> like the, the, w- the one picture, The yes. one that you sent me, yes. It's sort of like, and it was like an art shot because it looks like one arm. It is. Because it's all curled up are. and yeah. you can see the arms over the face, but there's also a foot up there mm-hmm. and the one arm looks like flowing hair behind it. And then the other arm is sort of half covering the face, so you see one eye and a nose and a mouth. And it's got very full lips. Yes. Maybe that's the Latin in it. It's certainly not the Irish in it. Yes. If it were if it were the Irish, it would be the skinny oh, little non existent lips. Another one
1: looks like a little cartoon of a of a leprechaun. Oh, okay. Uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the little top it, hat. Yeah. <laughs> so uh for the folks out there that don't know, um w- My partner had been asked to be in uh take part in a study on women uh because, you know, we are of a a more advanced age. Well you certainly are. I I am, but you're you're what? She not as much as me.
2: Yeah, you're twenty years older than her. What?
1: No, nothing close to that. She's like forty and you're sixty, right? (laughs) I'm sixty nine. Uh-huh. (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) Uh so uh they had asked her to be part of this study, and she did. And actually, then, she had watched on Netflix, there's a documentary series called Sex Explained, and one of the episodes is about childbirth, and she had watched it, and it's got the people who do the study on her. Oh, yeah? The actual people that she talks mm-hmm. to. Um, and they're making a 3D model of her uterus, which I hope we can get and get bronzed and put in the living room.
2: Is it going to have all the cobwebs and things still in it? (laughs) Uh, So,
1: but when she goes in for these appointments, uh, they've been giving her these 3D ultrasounds, which you can get otherwise, but I think they're really expensive Mm -hmm. to get. And they're just giving us all these 3D ultrasounds. And they're weird looking.
2: They are. They sort of distort the form a little bit. Some of them do. They're,
1: they're like some sort of algorithm that runs on like composites of, of yeah. other pictures. Like I mean,
2: that. it's funny because when you, when you sent it to me, I was sort of like, this weirdly looks like a Photoshopped version uh-huh. of a baby. And if when, when you say it's like this sort of, it, it grabs a, a bunch of photos and then sort of puts them all together, mm-hmm. there's going to be some distortion. Yeah. So it makes sense.
1: Let me find... Are you gonna show it to everyone out there? I'm gonna show it to everyone out there. I'm gonna hey guys, sh- I'm take gonna a look. Find the one that looks like the cartoon leprechaun. Okay.
2: Does it really? Oh, you weren't you weren't Oh, it does look like a cartoon <laughs> leprechaun. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. It's got a big wide face and like a narrow head. Yeah. Well, it's a baby head. Yeah, no, but you know what I mean. It's like it's just it's just yeah, it looks all spread out. It's all squishy in there. And It's man. got
1: my two car garage nose. Your two car garage nose? One what for each it? nostril.
2: Are you saying you have a big nose? Yeah. You're saying to me that you have a big nose. Well, hey, fucking asshole. <laughs> like that was the insult the kid pulled out at me. What do you mean? His choice is when I, I told the story when when I was uh, at at the kid skateboarding in the IKEA. Okay. Yeah. That I yelled at. Yeah, yeah. And he looked at me, and you would think the first thing he would say to me is yeah. "You fat fuck." Yeah. But no, he went with big nose. Okay. That's how big my nose is. That, <laughs> that. That someone that a sixteen-year-old's <laughs> first instinct, yeah, in a in a in a cutting, biting insult against mm-hmm. my my appearance, yeah. is not my three hundred and twenty-pound frame, yeah,
1: or your weird testicles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I was wearing long pants. Oh, okay, so that, that, you, that, that you makes know, sense. That- <laughs> They just get they hit about my knees still. Okay. I think by the time I'm like in another ten years they yeah. are gonna be ankle length and then it's just gonna be weird.
1: It's gonna be like the magic carpet ride.
2: <laughs> just it'll be perfect. Your kid'll just be sitting on him and I'll just be dragging him behind me and they'll yeah. be going again, again, yeah. again, again. Yep. Yeah. Um Yeah. But but that was what he pulled out my big fucking nose. <laughs> You know, and and then you think that, you know, it's like you're sitting, you're really an insensitive
1: person. What are you talking about? I got a bit of a schnoz. You don't. I do. What are
2: you talking about?
1: I'm not not ashamed of my nose by any means. There's nothing to
2: be ashamed of. Prominent. Do you really think you have a,
1: a, as you sit here flaring
2: your nostrils out and like gritting your teeth going like, (laughs) look, how big can I make my nose? Yeah. I can fit. The end of a medium-sized screwdriver, the butt end of a medium-sized screwdriver, up my nostril. Uh-huh. Can you even come close to that?
1: I, I would try, but they've all been in my butt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit. Ah. Anyway, no. Anyway. So I. I. Uh, I mean, there's not even a good segue for this. Uh, I had a hard time. I had a rough day yesterday. You had a rough day, guys. I woke up. I was in a foul mood. I, I, I'm not sleeping. I don't sleep. If anyone out there has any uh, sleep aids that don't involve drugs. Yeah. Because uh, I tried drugs. They don't help me. Pot gives me like a weird hangover. Uh-huh. Uh I just wake up feeling achy and like still tired. Um, you know, uh, I'm not an ambient person, but you know, I, I, I've taken melatonin. It doesn't work. I've taken, uh, uh, z mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. I mean, it knocks me out, but yeah. I don't feel rested, you know? And, yeah. and, 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 you know, everything I hear about like uh, prescription sleep drugs is, is their narcotics and yeah. they'll, or not narcotics. They're, uh, 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 you know, they knock you out, mm-hmm. but you're not necessarily
1: asleep. Oh, really? Yeah, you are sort
2: of not in a restful sleep. You okay. don't get necessarily get into REM sleep. It's not your brain isn't doing your body doesn't necessarily get it, get the uh, uh uh qualities that sleep gives you. Mm-hmm. All it does is sort of uh 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 I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a narcotic or it's a uh uh what am i thinking of? It's what uh, doctors use to knock you out. You know uh, uh when you go under for uh Okay. for uh anyway so it's not really it's knocking you out it's not really you're not really sleeping like a restful sleep <coughs> um and and for me at least that's how it feels because I always wake up groggy and it takes me like five hours to feel like I can even wake up and I'm super tired and et cetera et cetera so i i I had slept like two hours and and th- and that's the thing I sleep like two three hours a night mm-hmm. and then I have to wake up for something and then I, like the, the following night, you'd think I'd want to fall asleep at 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. But then I'm up till 4 or 5 in the morning. Sure. Don't have a baby. I think it would be perfect to have a baby. Since I'm not sleeping anyway, it gives me something to do.
1: Well, when the baby's alive, sure. but but <laughs> Well, after the baby's born, <laughs> the I should say. Alive. When the baby's alive. baby's born.
2: <laughs> yes, when the baby's dead, I won't have to get wait, up wait, so but early. But right <laughs> now, anymore.
1: let me tell you something. Uh-huh. If, you, if there's anything in you that wants to not sleep... Thinking about baby stuff. Yeah. And suddenly you're you're going down some ridiculous rabbit hole of reading reviews about pacifiers. Yeah. Your anxiety
2: and, is... is I've been feeling that your anxiety uh-huh. is, is ramping up. <laughs> and I just have a feeling when this baby is born, uh-huh. your anxiety is going to go through the roof. Oh, maybe
1: I'm just going to be a, a, a peace guru.
2: No, you're not. You don't know I that. I think you're going to be a, a perfectly, reasonably okay dad. Uh-huh. Which, you know, given your foundation is pretty impressive. (laughs) (laughs) That's about as good as one can expect. That would would be top of the line. Uh Um, But your anxiety is going to be like, if you think you sweat about
1: money now. (laughs) Oh, boy. I know. I know. I know. You guys start giving us money. I need it. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) Anyway, so I woke up and I was feeling shit. Yeah. Um, And then I started feeling like I was getting sick. Okay. And that was pretty ratty. Um, and, uh, uh, I went to my first appointment and, uh, uh, it, it was a doctor's appointment and it didn't go well. I just, you know, wasn't feeling well. And they were like, yeah, you're not feeling well. Uh uh-huh. Um, and then I went to work and I'm working barefoot and they put me in a new room where it, it's an all wood floor and it's yeah. an old reclaimed wood Josh floor. Josh's a masseuse. I'm a massage therapist. Okay, but, you know that's fine. All right, you know I don't call you a dick; I call you a penis.
1: Uh, whoa.
2: <laughs> um, and uh, uh, I wasn't thinking because I prefer to work barefoot. And in the old room that I always worked in for the seven years I've been doing this gig, uh, it's carpeted. uh, uh-huh. so like having my shoes off felt, you know. And so I'm working in the room, and I'm not thinking about it. And I sort of like I'm sitting down working on someone's neck. And I rub my foot across the floor, and I just feel this chunk of wood jam into my foot. Uh And I shout, and I yank my foot up, Uh and I look, and there's like, you know, a solid two-and-a-half-inch stick sticking out of the bottom of my foot. Uh And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I try to gingerly take it out, but the end, the tip of it, breaks off in my foot. Okay. And I try to get it out myself with tweezers. I can't get it out. I still have, at that point, five and a half hours of massages to do before I'm done for the day. Ooh. So, you know. And did you do them? Yeah, I did. Ooh. Yeah. I just sucked it up and did them. I needed the money. I okay. needed the money to pay for the doctor's appointment I was going to have to go to later. Yeah. So I come home. I have Deb take a look at it. We soak my foot. She's trying to get it out. It's not coming out. And so I go to urgent care and I go to urgent care and I have to wait. I whenever I go to urgent care for mm-hmm. anything else I'm in and out in like 20 minutes. To yeah. me that's like the good the only good thing about urgent care. Sure. Is like for some reason our urgent care I don't know if this is common in urgent care there's just so many in this in our city at least in New York now but I go to urgent care I never wait more than 5 minutes to get in mm-hmm. and then I'm you know out within 20 minutes after that. Sure. Well this time for reasons I can't explain because it looks like I'm the only person in the waiting room. I wait 45 minutes. Okay. Right? Then I get put in a room and I'm in the room so long with no one coming in, Mm -hmm. not moving, that the light goes off. (laughs) Like, that's how long I'm in the room for. All right. And I have to wave my hand (laughs) so the light picks me up again Uh and it turns on and then it's on. And then finally, the doctor comes in, she's looking at it and she's like, we're going to have to cut you open we're going to have to go in okay and uh she goes to give me a lidocaine injection and she goes this is going to hurt and i've had lidocaine injections before i've had lots of stitches so in my an hand that's an anesthetic it is a uh, it is a a uh, a uh, 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 a what an anesthetic yes it's an anesthetic yeah. right that's a numbing agent yeah yeah and and i've had it i've gotten stitches in fingers before mm-hmm um, uh, and it basically deadens your nerves. Okay. They, do, they, they do several injections around the wound uh-huh. and it just numbs the whole Local. area. Yep. Yeah. And uh, 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 I've had it in my hands before, and it's one of those things that it pinches really hard. Yeah. And then it's a little bit of a burn as they're injecting it in. It's one of those things you sort of like grit your teeth and go, yeah, like that. And she's like, this is going to hurt. And I'm like, you know, you're going to feel a pinch and then a burn. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I've Uh had it done. So I'm just sitting there. and I, So I got my teeth ripped. And she sticks it in. And I have never felt such pain before. Really? And I fucking shriek. Really? And I grip onto the thing. And I jerk my foot back. And she goes, oh, you can't move. And I'm like, we have to do it again. I said, you didn't get it in? And she's like, no, 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 and she had to do it again, and she did it the second time, and I shriek again, but now I'm, like, holding on, gripping onto the things, and uh-huh. I've got my foot there, and I'm sweating. It hurts so much.
1: It sounds <laughs> like you had a tree spirit in you, maybe. I did have
2: a tree spirit in me. Is that a dryad? A naiad? What are tree spirits? A naiad, maybe. A nymph. A nymph. A forest nymph filled me and shrieked. Uh, yes. <laughs> Shrieked for the death From of the its, wood in your foot. Of, oh God, that's ridiculous. What do you mean? So anyway, I fit. I'm like, you know, she we gets. We've used
1: less, more ridiculous things than that as basis of some of our schemes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. So she, 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 she gets it. The second injection okay. is not nearly as bad. All Third right. injection is fine. Boom. She, you're a pro. Cuts me open. Pulls it out. 20 minutes later, yeah. I'm walking out into the waiting room, and my wife is there, and she's looking at me, and her eyes are wide open. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, why? She said, the whole room heard you scream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and people just started looking around because, you know, it's an urgent care facility. Why in the world would someone be screaming like that here? Yeah. There's, and and apparently, the foot is got the actual most sensitive... Uh-huh. Uh, uh, skin on sure, the body, sure. uh, uh, designed for obviously to like, if you're walking in places that yeah. you can't see, it's dark out to feel things before, you yeah. know, so uh, you stop before you yeah, fully exactly. step down on that glass. And so whatever. it's, it, it has, I think m- the second most proprioceptors in the body, uh, uh-huh. next to, uh, and in, in, in next to the genitals. Okay. Right, the only thing you feel more in is your penis, or you're in your clitoris. Oh, don't get a sliver there. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine <laughs> having to get a lidocaine injection there? Holy schnikes! Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Noel, it was pretty bananas. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fitting. Yeah. <laughs> that we spent 24 minutes yeah. getting to this Very point. Fitting. Yeah. Because. That's pretty bananas as well. Yeah. Because today's topic, Noel, is... Today's
1: topic is bananas, how to get rich with them, how to slip your way to the top. <laughs> That's right.
2: Bananas, Noel. Bananas. How are we, we getting rich I with them? I can
1: tell you right now. You guys, bananas, the most hilarious of foods, banana plants, uh, I got I got a few banana facts in here. Go for it. Banana plants are not trees. They're not. They are herbs. They are. Which is crazy it to is me. It is. Uh, the
2: world's largest herb.
1: Yeah. It is the largest plant on earth without a woody stem. Mm. Bananas are technically berries. That's right. Which is crazy, too. Yeah. They are the number one fruit in the world. Mm, if yes. you're wondering if there's money in this, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there is. Number one fruit. Uh More than 100 billion bananas are eaten a year. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Americans eat an average of 100 billion. Did I say that or did I say one? Yeah, 100. 100. Okay, yeah. Americans eat an average of 27 pounds of bananas per person per year. Wow. Ecuador, uh, where my mate is from, eats the most bananas in the world. Really? Yeah, Ecuador eats two hundred and eighteen pounds per person per year. Oh, because that includes all the plantains. Probably, they eat yeah. Too, plantains right? are a type of banana. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know
2: uh, what I thought was an interesting one is that the the biggest grower of bananas in the world uh-huh. is India. Yeah. And they grow twenty eight percent of the bananas. Uh-huh. Uh Uh, but they eat
1: most of them. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. They're good. That's a lot of fucking bananas, That's though. A lot of bananas. All right. Anyway. Uh, More than 96% of U.S. households buy bananas at least once a month. They are so ubiquitous as food that the Ugandan word for banana, matuke, also is their word for food. Oh. Pretty interesting. It is. They have no season. No. They're harvested all throughout the year. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, And they're one of the few fruits that ripen best off the plant. If left to ripen on the plant, they split open and have a cotton-like texture. Uh, So even in banana-producing regions of the world, they're picked green and allowed to ripen in storage. So they're perfect for shipping. Yep. Right? Uh, They're initially from Indonesia. And then in 1516, Friar Thomas brought them to the Caribbean and planted them there. Uh, they have more than 500 varieties of bananas in the world. There's more than that. It's over a thousand. Okay. Uh, the ones we're most familiar with, the one we're most familiar with is the Cavendish. Mm -hmm. And they've got lots of uses, right? They're used for food, uh, but they're also used to make textiles, paper, oil, beer, lots of things. The
2: skin is used. What, what, what do they make beer with the, the meat of it or with the skin? I
1: don't know. The the banana. All right. Well, you're good for some information, I guess. Yep. Uh, they're really good for you, right? They're high in potas- potassium. They've got no salt, no carbs. They uh, are not, not no carbs, no um, cholesterol. They're fat-free. They're good for PMS. They're high in iron. Uh, they're good for regulating your blood pressure. They're good for brain power. Uh, studies show students learn faster after eating a banana. They're good for constipation, as everyone in Ecuador can uh, attest. <laughs> uh, they're good for heartburn. Uh, they soothe mosquito bites and other bug bites. They calm nerves, good for weight control, help ulcers, have been shown to help with smoking suce- uh, succession. In what way? Uh, they they help uh, with the cravings. When I was a kid in St. Thomas... Uh-huh. It was believed,
2: for some reason, that you could get high from smoking banana peels. I
1: read something great about that when, kids in my research.
2: And kids used to, like little kids used to, when we'd, we'd pull bananas off the trees uh-huh. and peel them, and uh, uh, not, I never did it, but they would dry them out and try to get high off of
1: them. That I read, which I don't use in one of my things, but that is a joke. That was first published by a paper in the 60s in Berkeley, California, uh, and it somehow stuck. Yeah. And people still believe it. It was a joke in a little tiny paper once. Really? Yeah. Um,
2: And I was a child in the mid-70s yeah. in St. Thomas. Yeah. So it traveled all the way. Traveled all that way. From Berkeley, California to St. Thomas, the Virgin Islands. Something
1: like eight years later or whatever. Yeah,
2: easily. And I still remember it
1: now. I bet you you people are still doing it. Maybe. Uh, It's been shown to uh, lower the risk of strokes by 40%. 40%. Uh, Banana skin on a wart can make it disappear within two weeks. That's what I read. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. They're good for depression. Uh, bananas contain tryptophan, which is converted to serotonin in the body. And, you know, like anything that we've covered with this uh, this many benefits, the trick is how do we capitalize on that, right? Uh, in this post-Epstein world, there's more interest than ever in treating depression in prisoners. You would think that uh, bananas would be a good fit here, right? They lower depression, but no, they, they're not, because the old vaudevillian trope of slipping on banana peels is not just a joke. Scientists have been studying, using bananas to make industrial lubricants. Every year, thousands of people are admitted to hospitals for having slipped on bananas uh, for... 100 around a year in the UK alone is the only thing I could find a hard fact on, mm-hmm. uh, but over 400 every year in the UK.
2: I remember when I was a teenager, uh-huh. I saw someone actually slip and fall on a banana peel on the <laughs> street, <laughs> and they cracked their head really oh. hard, and all I could think was, how fucking cliche. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, really, that was what was going through my mind, was really a banana peel. Yep. Like, I didn't believe, because I remember when I was a kid, kid, I used to try to do that. Yeah. Like, I'd throw a banana peel on, and, you know, because I'd see the Charlie Chaplin movies, yeah. and I'd try to stand on it and slip, and it would never happen. Yeah. And I was like, this is bullshit.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, but lots of people do, <laughs> and lots of people die from it. So if Epstein has taught us anything, it's that a prisoner can commit suicide, even when it seems impossible, uh, even when there's cameras set up and you're being checked because you're on suicide watch, they can do it, Right. Putting a banana in the hands of prisoners in order to treat their depression would just create an epidemic of Epstein's out there. (laughs) Plus, you know, they don't cost that much. So what could we do to make this banana more expensive and to make it suitable to treat depressed prisoners with? I have an idea. I've got an idea right here. Okay. Uh, What we could do... Is crossbreed that banana with something else? Oh, what? Right, as any baseball fan out there can tell you, pine tar is one of the stickiest substances known to man. Right? Mm-hmm. They busted uh, what, <clears throat> what's his name for putting on his bat?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, the, the, he, he had it on his bat too high. Yeah, there was that one, and there. it's
1: one of the stickiest things known <coughs> to known on yeah, Earth.
2: Pitchers use it. The pitchers get busted for
1: it using it on the ball. They sure do. So uh, we're gonna create. I like a when you talk Hybrid. <laughs> uh, we're gonna create a hybrid of bananas and pine trees. Uh, the peel would become more bark-like, and it would become sticky. <gasps> no more slipping on that banana peel. You are gonna stick to that banana peel, and you and these prisoners are gonna be able to gobble up bananas. <clears throat> no more depression. No, if only that. If only this technology existed. Pre-Epstein, he'd still be around. (laughs) You know, the problem,
2: I I think it's a great idea, but what you're going to have a rash of are prison escapes when the prisoners realize they can wrap those banana peels around their hands and feet and they can scale any wall.
1: Yeah, but they'll be so depressed and hap- uh, undepressed and happy that they, they'll be like, no, they'll be like, prison's all right. You no, know, they're going to be like, I can get out of here. No, nah, they're just going to be like, this ain't so bad. Give me another banana.
2: Oh, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I was thinking you were going to say stuff MDMA in the bananas no. <clears throat> and then they'll eat them and they won't be depressed. No. Anymore.
1: Pine tar.
2: No, I've I, bananas that exude <coughs> pine tar. This is why you and I are very different. It is. When I think about depression, uh-huh, I think about how do we actually help depression? Okay. You think about how do we keep people from slipping on a banana peel?
1: Well, hey, that's y- 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 if you do that intentionally,
2: mm-hmm. Did did Epstein you're slip on yourself. a banana peel and die? Is that how he killed him? If that's all he had, that's unquote, what he would have done. That's that's what he would have done. <laughs> He was hell-bent. Fucking brilliant, Noel. Brilliant. Um, Let's talk about bananas, Noel.
1: Okay, wow. But Sounds most, like this is real talk about bananas. Yeah, no,
2: this is going <laughs> to have some real banana talk here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what the most popular banana in the world is?
1: Cavendish. That's right.
2: Do yeah. you know why? Because the other one died. Well, so the deal is, right, before 1960, Yeah. the banana that was most commonly eaten around the world was a banana called the Gros Michel, okay. G-R-O-S-M-I-C-H-E-L. Yeah. It apparently actually tasted very much like the uh, banana extract and banana flavorings okay. that we currently eat. So too so, banana-y. Very banana-y. Okay. But, you know, that thing, you know... You, you taste it, and you're like, this doesn't taste like a fucking banana. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I know it has banana flavor, but yeah. it's not a banana. But that's actually what the Gros Michel tasted like. It was very popular. It was eaten all over the place, but it got wiped out. Yeah. Uh, uh, bananas, while not a monoculture naturally, have been grown essentially as a monoculture. Yeah. Uh, uh, and for a while, the only bananas that were being grown uh, uh, to feed all of the world, even though there are thousands of varieties and many of them are sweet and delicious and taste better Mm -hmm. than what we have now, uh, was the Gros Michel. Okay. A virus came out that was called the Panama virus because that's where it started and it killed everything and there was no way to stop it. The Gros Michel was virtually wiped out. Okay. Not completely, you can still get the Gros Michel, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, when that happened, the heads of industry got together and said, well, what are we going to replace the Gros Michel with? Yeah, And they decided after much study and much decision that they were going to choose the Cavendish because it looked the best, mm-hmm. it was con- the most consistent in terms of size and appearance, mm-hmm. And flavor, although it did not taste the best, yeah there apparently it is apparently if you're someone who like eats a lot of different kinds of bananas, they may actually be the worst tasting of the sweet bananas. okay they're the the um, but because particularly of the packing and shipping of them mm-hmm. they became the banana of choice for around the world. Yeah. Well, guess what? what? Five years ago, lightning struck again, okay? And the Panama virus has mutated, and it is destroying the Cavendish banana. Okay. Uh, it's th- a
1: banandemic?
2: This <laughs> virus is a spore. Okay. And it basically lives forever. You can't get rid of it. And it, 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 uh, it gets on the, the soil it's uh-huh. absorbed by the plant. By the time you know that the plant has it, it's too late. Okay. It basically chokes off the plant. It doesn't allow the plant to get water mm-hmm. through it. It chokes it off, and then the plant starts turning black, and that's the only point you know. Because it's a spore, it can travel around the world on packing containers and things like that. It's all over Asia right now, um, and we get—the uh, uh, U.S. gets most of our ba- bananas from South America— um and it's just a matter of time till it hits there. Okay. Uh it's the bananopocalypse. Okay. Banana apocalypse. Yeah. Banopocalypse. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, uh 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 Oh shit.
1: Banana Bananapocalypse.
2: Banana Right, anyway. So it's just a matter of time till there are no more bananas, and they have to decide on yeah. what the next banana is going to be yeah. next, that's america's be next top banana that that n- America's next top banana right <laughs> <laughs> what a great show yeah. that would be it would be like a weird it would be like a weird sixties comedy thing yeah um and that you know will happen I don't think anyone thinks that there's never going to be bananas anymore, but the Cavendish, the banana that three generations of people currently alive one our parents us our kids and the and and yeah and their kids will all have known the the Cavendish as the banana of choice and what's going to happen is they're going to wish that they could have that Cavendish banana Uh again yeah Uh, I read an article about millennials okay who are the second largest generation in terms of population after the boomers. Okay. Um, and millennials are at the oldest millennial right now is in their mid thirties. Mm-hmm. Uh, millennials are all about nostalgia. Yeah. Oh yeah. They started the nostalgia. Like we, you know, are, we started, nos- most people start nos- feeling nostalgic for their childhood in their forties. Yeah. They started in their twenties. Yeah. Uh, uh, And marketing, everything's marketed to them based on nostalgia. Uh, A a new research paper found that when people are feeling nostalgic, they're not as interested in money, Mm -hmm. which means they're not interested in having it or hanging on to it. Okay. The reason for this is nostalgia is a feel-good emotion, and warm, fuzzy feelings tend to make people place less value on money. All right. And what do they do when they place less value on it? They spend it. They're willing to spend it as much as they need to to get that warm, fuzzy feeling. So this is what you're going to do, guys. In the same way that there are Gros Michel bananas still around, Mm -hmm. being grown somewhere, but just not on the scale that can feed an entire world, Mm -hmm. you are going to start now growing your Cavendish bananas. Okay. You're not going to ship them out. You're going to keep them yourself. It's going to take a little while, but very possibly in the next five or six years, Cavendish bananas are not going to be on everyone's uh, shopping list anymore. Nope. Uh, When that happens, you're going to hold back another five or six years, and then you are going to pop out with specially priced. Like, you go to a deli now. Oh, yeah. Bananas, 50 cents. Oh, you go to Trader Joe's and organic bananas, $0.29, cents, yeah. you're going to be selling a banana for like $500. Oh, yeah. And these millennials are going to be buying them up like crazy. Yep. In 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 10 years these millennials are going to be in their 40s, they're all going to be having kids. Yeah. And they're going to want int- to you you want to see what daddy used to eat? Yeah. This is a banana that daddy He's used to eat banana. all the time. This, this is, is a real, real banana. banana. And you are going to be selling the Cavendish banana yeah. for more money than Carter's got little liver pills and you are going to be obscenely rich.
1: Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. I like it. Hey, you guys, if you want to give us some money, you can. Uh, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh and show page, uh, hit the sponsor link and pledge an amount. Half that money will go to Josh and I, half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. We split it even, Stephen. You get to feel good about yourself. If you don't want to give us money and you want to do it in the way that we most know that you're not giving us anything, You go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Don't go to the Get Rich Coke Josh Nolan page. Just on the main Radio Free Brooklyn page, hit the Pledge button there. Pledge an amount. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Nothing goes to anyone else. Josh and I get no pennies. You can uh, put a little uh, note in there saying, not these guys, not today. I'm not giving them a nickel, and we will know. We will cry. Josh cries. Uh, And you will have reaped your revenge. And speaking about giving Radio Free Brooklyn some money, do it, guys. We're in the middle of our Drive to Five endless, endless campaign. Uh, It's a five-month campaign leading us up to our five-year anniversary, and we need to raise $25,000 in order to make us more self-sustainable. Uh, So you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. There's a quiz you can take uh, for a chance to win a whole bunch of different T-shirts that were designed by different artists. If you want, you can just give us a donation to get your T-shirt without having them go with all that luck futz. Uh, And we also have a new way for you to give. Uh, You can text RFB give 5 so r f b g i v e 5 uh to 44321 and it gives you a link to a fundraising page <laughs> and then you could donate there so so you're not going to you're not going to get socked with any fee for doing that text uh oh okay it's just going to give you a link to a page where you uh-huh. can Donate there. It it You guys, we have scientists working all the time trying to come up with new technologies to help you donate to us. Look, we know we're
2: in primary season, guys. Yeah. We know we're heading up to election. We know you're giving your money to your candidate of choice. Yeah. But maybe your candidate of choice should come on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. But they won't be able to if Radio Free Brooklyn doesn't exist.
1: Exactly. So
2: if you help a Radio Free Brooklyn... Stay on the air. Yeah. Then you're helping your candidate. That's right. By getting them on you're to helping radio. democracy. Free. That's right. So there you go.
1: Yeah. You guys, uh, every week we've got a topic. This week's at Bananas, and we give you so many ways to get super rich with that topic. Josh also finds other ways for you to get even more rich in a different way. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The
0: Get Rich
2: Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn.
0: If you happen to be one of the people who still believes in masturbation as a way of deriving pleasure, please take it from me today. You need to stop. I've noticed that nearly every single person who had reached out to me to talk about financial problems... The first question I always ask is, do you masturbate? 99.9% of the time, they always come back to me and say, yes, I masturbate. And they don't think there's any problem with that. But in masturbation, you are actually making love to a spirit. And it's not a good spirit. It's not a holy spirit. It's an evil spirit. That's why Almost everybody who masturbates, except for people who have sold their souls to the devil, everybody who masturbates they never go forward, they are always at a at a certain level in life and they don't move forward, they don't go backward. Look, you ask, how do I know? Because I suffer from the from the wicked shackles of masturbation for 20 years of my life. 20 years. Many of you who are running around looking for somebody to pray for you for marital issues or maybe for business uh, uh, breakthrough and all of that, all you need is just stay away from masturbation and everything is going to be all right for you. You don't need anybody's prayer. Masturbation is the problem. (laughs) Oh,
1: Josh, you did it again.
2: I don't know how that ended up on Uh my feed, but when I saw it... (sighs) It was like I, I, it's a ten minute video. Uh huh. I wanted to play the whole ten minutes. Uh,
1: It's great. I'm glad. I'm glad you cut it down. That guy. We got to get him as a guest. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And you guys, it's obviously true. Look at Bloomberg. Yeah. (laughs) Hey guys, bananas. How are we gonna get rich with it? Uh, Run late in the show. Not by tugging on them. Yeah. Not by. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Uh luckily my second scheme is a quickie. So uh you guys, bananas, right? Uh I'm sure you guys have heard before, but the potassium in bananas makes them slightly radioactive. Shit. What? Is this really the basis no, no, of no, no. your no, second no, no, one? No, 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 okay. no. I'm going way off. All right. Uh uh there is an actual measure of radiation uh, in physics called a banana equivalent dose. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they also have other electric properties other than being radioactive. Because uh, Josh is doing a scheme on that one, it sounds like. <laughs> so um, a study of bananas' electric properties have proven that bananas are pseudo photovoltaic. In ferroelectric tests, uh, so what that means is that in ferroelectric tests, bananas appear to be photovoltaic. You're saying to yourself, "What good <laughs> does that do us?" Yeah, well,
2: what is photovoltaic? No. I don't know, but
1: but but it doesn't <laughs> matter if any of us know, right? Uh-huh. Uh, because the thing is, diamonds are given. Ferroelectric t- t- tests to find photovoltaic faults. Right? So, uh, they take a diamond, they do the same test as they do a b- to a banana, and if it has, f- if, if, if it finds any of these photovoltaic, Voltaic. yeah, stuff on it, uh, it has flaws and it is not as good <clears throat> of a diamond. Oh. Uh, and as we said, bananas are not photovoltaic. Voltaic. I thought they I've were. I've got it spelled different ways. Here. Oh, you do. No, well, bananas are pseudo phot. Oh, they're voltaic. Fake. Yes. Okay. So this is what you're going to do. It's mm-hmm. simple. You're going to make a banana paste, and you're going to have some on your fingers and you're going to go to a diamond store. Oh. And you're going to take a good look at a diamond. You're going to turn it around in your hands getting some of that banana paste on that diamond, mm-hmm. right? Then you're going to say, "Well, I want to check, make sure this diamond doesn't have any f- flaws, any defects." Right, cuz uh, before I plunk down right, my money on that it, that
2: wouldn't have been done bef- by the people
1: themselves you don't before, know. Right. right? No, of course not. So you're going to run this test. Uh-huh. Bing bong. Banana juice on the diamond will cause false positives for the defects and you will get diamonds for a song. You walk out of the store, you rinse the banana, you rinse the banana off the diamond Mm. and run that same test. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. And you made a huge profit. for sure. Every time you're buying diamonds at rock bottom prices. Yeah, look,
2: my wife, you know, the value of... The diamond in my uh, my wife's engagement ring mm-hmm. is it's a big diamond. If it if it was unflawed, yeah. it would be worth something like fifty five thousand dollars. Wow! But because it's got a major flaw in it, uh huh, it's worth ten. Oh, see, so that's a tw- it's a it's an eighty percent reduction in the value of it because of a flaw. It's
1: a ten thousand dollar diamond in your ring.
2: Don't tell anyone. He's told every. Oh shit! You're down ten thousand. No, yeah, we do. We just got it. We just got it appraised. That's how I
1: know. Yeah, it was my grandmother's ring. Oh, so wow, that's rare because apparently old rings tend to have very small diamonds usually. Uh, uh, you
2: know, it's it's the the diamond is apparently from like the eighteen hundreds. It's a European cut. Uh Um. Uh. The the actual ring itself is from the thirties. Okay. Um. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's it was very surprising. Yeah, because my grandfather, yeah, as I may have mentioned on here, was a very poor fella. Okay, well, he was rich at one point. And I wonder if he had it sort of stuck up his asshole at some point. Yeah. you know, hiding it away. Maybe. Um, because he lost, he you know, he got out of Russia. He came here in the in the late 1800s, okay. early 1900s. He had a wife. Mm-hmm. They divorced. It was a whole scandal. He had made a bunch of money on real estate mm-hmm. in New York State, New York City. Yeah. Um, and then he got slaughtered by the stock market crash. Okay. Um, and lost everything, and then it was all over for him. The guy was selling bananas. Uh, 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 from, I didn't even think of this story to Maybe tell. that's how
1: he got that diamond. Maybe that's how he got that diamond. But the diamond already had a flaw in
2: it. Or did it? It did, because I've gotten it appraised. <laughs> And I didn't know to put banana juice—I would do the opposite of putting banana juice on it to get it appraised for a higher value. But anyway, he—you know, so my thought was he must have, like, had it just—that was his last thing, and he had it shoved up his butt and then took it out and had it turned into a ring for my grandmother. Maybe. That's the only thing I could think. Anyway, but this was the story I should have told. Yeah. My father, his father was a fruit salesman, and he had a cart, like a horse-drawn cart in the 30s and 40s that he would go, you know, fruit for sale, fruit for sale. My father, until he started working for my grandfather Uh on the cart when he was 13 years old, thought all bananas were brown (laughs) because they'd never get fresh fruit (laughs) at home because that was the good stuff that he would sell. They'd get all the half-rotten. My grandmother made the best fucking banana bread on the face of the universe. Anyway, Noel. Yeah. As you said, uh, bananas have a certain amount of radiation, a Mm -hmm. measurable amount of radiation, right? And for those of us who may have watched the debates, the Nevada debates, there was a lot of talk about fracking. Yep. And for the more moderates, they talked about fracking as being a necessary evil to, uh, 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 as a transition energy till we can get to a greener world. Mm-hmm. To ban fracking outright. And this is an argument that's been used before about fracking. And other people have said no, the transitionary model should be, or even more permanent model for a cleaner energy, should be radioactive. Okay. It should be nuclear or nuclear, Yeah. if you want to sound Whatever. like you know how to pronounce the word. Um, and I say this. Oh, it should be banana. Yeah, you just need to get now. So what happens is when the bananas really start breaking down Uh, and they start giving off the the funk and getting brown, that's when that radiation's really being released. Okay, all the potassium is being released and it's breaking down and the cell structure is breaking down and that energy is being released, but it doesn't kill anybody, Mm-mm. won't kill anybody, Mm-mm. so you're going to have warehouses full of rotten, rotting bananas out yep. in the boonies somewhere, and it's just going to just give energy off that you're going to collect and you're going to send to homes, yep. and eventually when we get to a greener new deal, I mean, what really could be greener than a bunch of rotting bananas that are just going to rot and be turned into mulch at some point, point? Yeah. and you're just hauling more bananas in and dropping them in there? Yeah. Nothing's much greener than that, no. and you could... Power cities with that. Yeah, you could do little, small, micro banana towns. Yeah, and no major city will be out running off of one grid. No. For someone to really disrupt, they'd have to blow up every banana vat everywhere. Yeah. You could even have every home have their own backup banana generator. Yeah. So there you go.
1: Yeah, I wonder if Ecuador is going to make a banana bomb.
2: Oh no! I didn't even think of that. That would be terrible. <laughs>
1: you guys, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can get us on Twitter at grqjoshnola. You can email us at grqwithjoshnola@gmail.com. At us on Facebook at facebook slash grqjoshnola. You can go on iTunes or anywhere you get a podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Please do. If you only tune in, or if you only get us on podcast form, tune in Saturday nights eight o'clock. Rate of free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days for everyone else. Get there early. Listen to Art Star Scene. Stick around afterwards. Listen to the Circuit. A lot of good things going on in Radio Free Brooklyn. Listen, give us your money, listen more. Uh, this point, your pockets are full of money. Josh has a solution for that. An old vase may seem like it's primed for the donation, but check it with an antique expert first to see if it can pay for your retirement. In one case, an ancient Chinese vase was left haphazardly on a wooden shelf and was totally uninsured. But when the couple who owned it were going through their belongings, they realized they had hit the jackpot. Dating from the 15th century, the Ming Dynasty imperial vase went for $22.6 million. This was almost twice its first estimated value. Surprisingly, it was bought via a telephone bid by an anonymous buyer. Very few of these vases exist in good condition, and the couple said they couldn't remember where they had acquired the decorative piece of kitchenware. Thanks to this happy accident, the couple have retired comfortably. So there you go, guys. $22.6 million for a vase. That's right. Sounds shady. Uh, Hey, you guys, we have full confidence that our ideas are going to make you rich. How do you know that you can trust us, that you can trust them, that you can mortgage your house You can, g- you know, run up your credit cards, take out loans, spend your kids' college funds. It's because Josh Gowers, the internet, for rules of getting rich quick, to which we should have schemes by. Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Today's rules.
2: CNBC make it six steps to get super rich from a man who went from broke to millions. Your oh. buddy and mine, Grant Cardone. Oh, boy. Rule number one, mentally commit.
1: Mentally commit, right? If you're committed... And you have some mental depression? Get a pine tar banana, eat it, feel better. Don't Epstein. Yeah. Uh, number two. Number two. Stay broke. Stay broke, right? Because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You got bananas? You wanna? They're going out of of being. Save some bananas, sell them.
2: Stay broke. You know what else I realized? What? As those bananas rot and you shovel them out, you can take all that banana and turn it into banana bread and feed the world. That's right. Anyway, Noel, we're
1: getting rich. Yes. So once again for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place.